Next on BYU Sports Nation, leaving Las Vegas early. BYU men's basketball one and done at the WCC tournament after a record-setting performance they wanted no part of. What the heck happened? Was that the last game of the season for BYU? BYU women's basketball carrying the torch in Las Vegas now. Game day for Jeff Judkins and his team. Is it a must-win for the Cougars to lock in an NCAA tournament bid? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live from Las Vegas and the Orleans Arena, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio V, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, March 11th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who once spent a year in silence just to better understand the sound of a whisper, Jerem Jordan. What's that from again? A Knight's Tale. Nice. Uh, Yeah, that's right. He introduced him. Uh, the BYU women, by the way, are on the court right now. They're uh, doing a shoot-around, getting ready for uh, today's game. So it's it's a BYU gym. It's a BYU takeover down here. So if I yell something, they could probably hear it, right? You yelling in the show? Yeah. That would never happen. Well, it's been empty the whole time we've been down here. So finally, there's a team back there, and it's our team. Sweet. I was expecting you to do uh, do your usual ball night call. Well, it's a ball afternoon. But it's a ball afternoon. Yeah, it's a ball noon. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how to handle that. In 15 minutes, NBA veteran and current BYU head coach Jeff Judkins on tournament game day. Does he feel like BYU has to win today in the noon afternoon ball game to get an at-large bid into the NCAA tournament? And did anyone get a win on Saturday night? We know BYU men's basketball didn't, but what about... That's Our for weekend sure. and one picks those in 30 minutes. Plus, how does BYU women's basketball slow down the West Coast Conference Player of the Year and Pepperdine? Today, analyst Kristen Kozlowski makes a show appearance in about 40 minutes. Loaded Monday lineup, and we now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball loses big to San Diego in the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships quarterfinal. The Gonzaga Invitational you mean? <sighs> Saturday night, 80-57 to 57 in the quarterfinals. Head coach Dave Rose spoke on the effect of a brutal start to the game. The first six or seven shots, you know, we didn't score and we got our heads down. Something that our, our, our team had had um, issues with early in the year. Uh, but I really thought we grew through that and we continued to compete even in our offensive slumps. But uh, tonight they just, uh, you know, we're, we're a lot better than we were. Yoli Childs led BYU in scoring with 14 points. TJ Haas added 10 but shot just 2 of 12 from the field. Connor Harding played well late, scored 12 off the bench. What's next for BYU men's basketball? We'll discuss. Is there something that's next? Second-seeded women's basketball plays three-seed Pepperdine today, 5 Eastern or so on BYU TV and the app. The two split during the regular season. Saturday, the Waves beat six-seed Pacific by three to advance to the semifinals. Watch today's game on BYU TV or the app. BYU men's track and field tied for 13th at the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships. The women's team placed 14th. It marks the best finish for the men since all the way back in 2011 and the best finish for the women since 2012. Well done. 
High jumper Andrea Stapleton-Johnson placed eighth overall and earned first-team All-American honors. Distance runner Clayton Young finished sixth in the 3,000 meters. He received first-team All-America honors twice over the weekend. And how about the women's distance medley relay team? They finished second overall and set a new school record in doing so. Very cool. Number two, fantastic. And BYU baseball swept Milwaukee in a three-game series with the win Thursday, then a 14-6 victory in five innings on uh, Friday, and then 5-3 W on Saturday. The Cougars 11-3, second-best record through 14 games at BYU since 1970. Not bad. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU men's basketball leaving Las Vegas. Or already left Las Vegas a lot earlier than I bet expected. they're back in Bruno. The Cougars lose 80 to 57 in the quarterfinals of the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships, trailing by 44 points Again, at one point. Gonzaga invitation. 44 points, 67 to 23. Just how? Why? Oh, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. Jerem, what uh, happened? Any answer that I would say right now would probably be correct. Any answer. Like, just say something and, yeah, that's probably. BYU got down early. Dave Rose talked about it. They got their heads down. It wasn't good. San Diego came ready to play. We thought, and it was rational, but it didn't play out, that San Diego perhaps might be tired. What we underestimated was that BYU came out very lethargic, didn't take good shots, didn't make any shots. I think they missed their first six or seven shots, right? San Diego came ready to play. This is a team that had lost twice, the beat them three times thing applied, you know, it's hard or whatever. San Diego just boat raced BYU in this game, and I did not see this coming. I don't know that anyone saw this coming. And when we asked the question Saturday, uh, is it more likely to be a blowout or a close game? Little did we think that it'd be a blowout on the San Diego side, but that's what happened. To me, this is one of the most disappointing losses in the 14 seasons of the Dave Rose era, punctuated by our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Those Cougadores went one for 17 from three. That's 5.9%, and that is a record. The lowest single-game three-point percentage in a West Coast Conference tournament game ever. BYU was 10-0 in these games in the regular season, the non-St. Franzaga games, okay? Now, we probably watched Yoli Child's last game as a Cougar unless BYU gets into the postseason. More on that in a moment. And a few more uh, tweets to punctuate the season, okay? Or, or facts. 19 wins, fewest going into Vegas and leaving Vegas in the Dave Rosier. Gregor Bell said the following. Fifth loss of 20-plus this year, by the way, most in the Dave Rosier. You had seven games of 20-plus losses the previous 13 years. Lowest three-point field goal percentage and three-point defense in a season. That says a lot. I, I, I think there's a lot to this, and I'll summarize this quickly and let you get your chance to weigh in here. The Nick Emery um, situation, sanction, suspension, never got back to being him was a big deal. Losing Elijah Bryant was a big deal. Uh, I think those two things played a bigger role in this season than perhaps we imagined initially. Why did BYU lose this game? Because San Diego took this game in the first eight minutes of the contest. They had two... Knockdown punches, if you will, in Las Vegas in the first round or first quarter. And BYU stumbled, got knocked down, and never could get back up. It was 13 to nothing before you could say San Diego's a seven seed. Okay? Like, it, it was out of hand before anybody knew what was going on. And it's not like Dave Rose stopped coaching and wasn't into his team. It just... 
The damage had been done by then. For whatever reason, the heads were hanging extra low in that BYU huddle, and they could never break out of the funk. I mean, BYU missed shots, Yoli Childs and TJ Haas specifically, that they make 10 out of 10 times. I mean, just. That's a high percentage. Like, right at the rim, you know? It just. When you see the ball not going in like that and San Diego's making everything, then you just really start to doubt. It, 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 was, it was hard to watch. Uh, I, and there were times, honestly, where I was like, I, can't, I cannot watch this. It, it's too hard. It's too painful to watch what is happening on the floor. What happened? San Diego took this game early and really just knocked BYU out in the first round. At 19 and 13, BYU awaits what's next. BYU will miss the NCAA tournament for the fourth year in a row. That's the longest drought in the Dave Rozier, longest drought uh, since 96 to 2000 as well, by the way. So it's been a long time. Will BYU go to the NIT? If not, will BYU go to the CBI? They're too big for the CIT of a program. Spencer, did BYU just play its last game of the season? I hope not, but probably. And here's why I hope that it's not the last game of the season. Because Yoli Childs will probably not put on a BYU uniform again if it is. And if that's our last memory, exactly. that's not awesome. Exactly. I don't want that to be the final game that well, Yoli Child we'll plays for, in a BYU We'll put uniform. it out of our minds because it's so negative, though. You know what I mean? We'll be like, eh, put it over here. And I can promise you that the seniors, McKay Cannon and Luke Worthington, don't want to have that debacle as their final game and the final time they get to put on the BYU uniform. Mentally... I promise you they were not thinking, this is the last time I'm going to put on the BYU uniform. And maybe it would have been to their advantage had they thought, if you lose this game, this could be the last time you put on the BYU uniform. I don't think that was going through anybody's mind. Whatever motivation they needed, it didn't happen. Last week, BYU was pacing as a short thing NIT bid. They were in a decent place. They were trending the right direction, even with the disappointing loss of San Francisco. They come back. They beat San Diego a team that they had beaten a week earlier than they just lost by 23. And now they're nowhere to be found in those projections. So if BYU doesn't go to the NIT, is Dave Rose and the administration competitive enough, and do they care enough to pay to get into a tournament like the CBI so that they don't have to have that, what we saw on Saturday night, be the final game? Here's Dave Rose on that very possibility after the game. He basically said they'll have to look into that because they haven't thought of the NCA or the NIT outside of that case. CBI's pay for play. Um, I think that was probably the last game of the season. Oh. I don't think BYU's going into the NIT, and I don't know that BYU's interested in the CBI. I've seen projections all the way from 35000 to 70000 to pay. Why would you pay? If the 20th win is that important to BYU, which, by the way, 20 wins is, is notable. 25 is more notable nowadays because you play more games. Like in the, like 2000 and before, 20 was the mark. It's not, It's probably 25 for kind of that level. Right, but Dave Rose has never not won 20. Right, and, and I appreciate that. Listen, I want to I say something that's going to annoy a lot of people. I realize how bad it is. I do. Trust me, I'm the guy that I think looks at it both sides the most, right, on, on this set. 19 and 13. It wasn't 13 and 19, right? I'm not saying it was good, but I'm saying it could be much worse. And I hear what everyone is saying. Hey, we need change from the top down, right? I don't think we've reached that point. I didn't, like, I don't, hey, we haven't made the turning point. 
lots of teams don't make the tourney. It's a different game now. I, I think it's yeah, it's a different era. I think it really is. Is BYU trending in the right direction? No, no. The last four years of not making the tourney—that's certainly disappointing. Um, but it could be a lot worse. BYU just tied for second in the league. So does the league stink or what? If you think that BYU needs major change and they just finished in second, I want to rewind 20 days ago. The date's February 21st. BYU is in sole possession of second and 18 and 10. They then lose three of the last four and lose the fourth game by 23. It should have been in the 40s probably. BYU makes a nice little run at the end that doesn't matter. Three weeks ago, BYU was in a fine position. They collapsed. And I know it's not just about this game. It's the last four years. I don't think we've reached that point yet. I think if there's, like, if BYU has a losing record next season, I could see where there's some justification for, for the conversation of change, but I have not reached that point yet. I think it needs to, I think you need to give it one more year. And I, I don't think we should expect BYU to make the tourney in the near future, and if they do, we'll be surprised. is going to lose Yoli Childs, and they will not make the NCAA tournament next year. The way they're trending? No way. But you hope to get better. You hope to build. And perhaps, uh, you know, not perhaps. BYU's taking a step back as a program. And it's disappointing. We're all upset. We're all, we're all really upset. And we should be. BYU just was down 44 to the seventh seed. And won't make the NIT probably. It's a very disappointing moment. That doesn't mean you need to blow it up quite yet. This is quite how yet. fickle this thing is. Is on that date that you brought up. If BYU beat San Francisco, and leading up to that game, they had come back and beaten San Diego on the road. They had erased a double-digit lead against LMU as well on the road. And I saw things like, this might be Dave Rose's best coaching job, taking a team that was left for dead after non-conference, and he's got him in position to be the two-seed. Then they lose that game to San Francisco, get blown up by Gonzaga, and that negativity starts to creep in. Right, but, but they BYU, didn't do those things. But right? BYU beats San Diego, and it's like, okay, they're back on track. Right. You're defined by wins and losses. Things, like, things well, are what okay. if they had done this? They didn't. They in, didn't. In the moment, in the moment, the knee-jerk reaction is, and I can understand this from a lot of you, just hang it up. End the season. Let it be. Let it burn. You know, it's a good thing for them to have this low point, and the, it will incite change. Who wants that to be the last game that Yoli Childs plays at BYU after his career? I don't want that for him. Do you, Do you want a one and t one and done CBI? Maybe. Do you want three games in the CBI against I nobody? I, I would rather BYU play a game where they don't trail by forty four points. They could have done that Saturday. But they, they didn't. You said they're, exactly they're, right. defined, they didn't. they're defined by what they did, and right. they didn't play that way. They so it trailed is what it by is. 44. It is what it is. So give them an opportunity, I hope, to not have that be pay the last money game. to play, pay in the CBI. That is pathetic. I'd, I'm not. Don't I'd, do it. Just hang it up. Just call it. You don't. You would. You. So you're saying it's more important to have hang it up than let a guy like Yoli Childs and the seniors play their final game like that. They chose to have that as their final game. That was their choice. They chose that. Yeah. They played that way. It's a team sport, so I'd guess that the three of them BYU chose to play that way. I'm talking they can't about blame these anybody three. else. Yeah. Those three are the leaders. Carry the team. Let's go. Okay, uh women's basketball today. I'm we got another BYU team. They're down here. We can see a BYU team win here. That's what we want, right? We need to uh, get a good feeling. Absolutely. What are my expectations for this team? Win. Win today. And then play Gonzaga probably tomorrow. BYU's already beaten Gonzaga twice. Win today. Lock it in. 
so that the at-large ability feels like it's pretty solid, regardless of what happens in the championship game tomorrow. They have earned the two seed. They have seen what happened to the BYU men's team. I think it is a wake-up call for the women's team. Yeah, and uh, Jeff Judkins told us that. We talked to him. That's coming up. It, he said that that's something that we watched and, and discussed, right? You can it's, utilize this. You can, in a weird way, this could be a positive thing for the women's team having to watch that and see that if we don't show up early, we could be in big trouble against a team like Pepperdine. Yeah, the expectation is to win. This is a team that split with Pepperdine. Uh, BYU split with Pepperdine. They have to carry the whole school of this tournament after what happened Saturday. So there's Jeff Judkins, our conversation with him coming up. They're the two seed. The position to get in at large is like if BYU wins today, you've got to feel good about BYU being able to get in. Single-digit seed in the one and only women's projection. So we are relying on one dude saying one thing, which is always a little scary. But I think BYU got, has an NCAA tournament team right here. And if they win today, they're in great position. If they lose today, then you're a little nervous. They have a good RPI, which still exists in women's basketball for some odd reason. I wish that they would move to the net as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I expect BYU to come out and play a good game around 5 Eastern on this uh, TV channel, yeah. BYU TV. If BYU loses today, I still think they're in. I really do. They beat Gonzaga twice. They beat the best team in the conference both times. Yeah. Who was ranked in the top 15. It'd be nice to get them a third time tomorrow. Sure, sure, yeah. But I I think they've done enough. It'd be be tough to beat them three times. Like, the second one was like, wow. Sure. And they were the exact same games in terms of, okay, one possession. One team's got it for the win at the end, which was pretty wild. And for BYU to go 2-0 was awesome. But they they have to beat Pepperdine first. Pepperdine beat BYU in Malibu. BYU beat Malibu. Like, they both beat up on each other. So I'm interested to see how this game plays out today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, BYU should feel better about getting into the NCAA tournament if they beat Pepperdine today. But regardless, I think they've got enough of a resume to feel like they are in. Yeah. And maybe Jeff Judkins uh, is calculated in his comments to us that – no, it's a must-win today. <laughs> In a tournament format, they it's all a, are. It's a must-win. Yeah. Our question of the day. Did we see BYU men's basketball play their final game of the season on Saturday night? Why or why not? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Troy Sylvester answers on Facebook. Well, that thought definitely crossed my mind. BYU got punched in the mouth so fast by an inspired team. But I think the potential fan draw will ultimately tip the scale for some kind of postseason bid. I'm in emotionally if BYU makes the NIT where I'm like, okay, sweet. Go win a game or two, whatever. You know, the last couple of years it's been NIT one and done, which is, which is not what you want. Um, if it's the CBI, I'm not in it. Now, if I'm I were to tell you, if I were to tell you, yeah, the CBI wants BYU, and they, of course they do. They host a number of home games. You have to pay they for can, those. They can make that money back if they have to pay to get in. If they break even, would would you still feel the same about? Ah, I don't want them to play. Well, because right now no, I can no, I can I understand. Want, no, the, I want them to play, but I'm not going to be emotionally invested in it. It just doesn't matter. And after what we saw, it's like ah. Oh. That's just tough. See, and that I, would, makes me... I, would, I would love for them to have some form of redemption, but it doesn't come in the CBI. It doesn't come in the CBI. Oh, I just don't if they got to New York in the NIT, game. we'd go, okay, they found something in the offseason. That team is not motivated to want to play in the postseason right now. They showed us on Saturday. I, don't want I wish it was game. different. I wish it was. I don't want that to be the last game for Yoli Childs. 
That, uh, Nor that, do I, that, but that it is, is what it is, probably. That is just uh, a Is BYU going to pay like 70000 bucks to host at a CBI game, potentially? Well, if they can make the money back, maybe. Do you want to play a road CBI game? Who are we, who are we playing? Mercer or something? What, uh, what are they we can doing? make the money back, maybe. I don't know. <sighs> we'll see. They've never been in this scenario. This do, is Riz you're right. Territory. You're right. We have City Creek. We're good. Coming up, our conversation with Jeff Judkins ahead of today's semifinal. Does he feel like his team is a lock for the NCAAs regardless of today's outcome? The coach speaks next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today around 5 Eastern, probably more like 5.15 Eastern, but tune in at 5 just in case. Uh, BYU versus Pepperdine, women's basketball in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference tournaments here on BYU TV and the app. How's everybody feeling after daylight savings? Can we get rid of that thing already? Can we take that to Congress? I don't know. I think FarmersOnly.com still wants it to exist. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you don't have to be lonely in the daylight on FarmersOnly.com. Oh, on. That was for our corporate sales team's like, do today. They've got to pay for that. <laughs> no calls to action. Why do we still have that? I, wait, wait. Can we not? FarmersOnly.com? No, no, oh. no, no. Daylight savings. Oh, my Let's bad. get rid of this stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. From, yeah. Quran. Right. Hey, by the way, uh, Dickie V will be in the house tonight. Oh, oh. And he's not calling a BYU game. Okay. Live from Studio V with your day-to-day BYU <laughs> sports play-by-play, I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We're full of great news I'm today. I'm really frustrated. Listen to BYUS and On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch the show. It's simple. BYUSN.com. Now, BYU women's basketball is practicing behind us right now. Yeah, it's their shoot-around ahead of the game. Entire team on the floor in preparation for their matchup with Pepperdine. Jeff Judkins, the head coach, NBA veteran, was kind enough to speak with us just before practice started to discuss today's game and how the Cougars prepare for the West Coast Conference Player of the Year, Yasmin Robinson-Baycoat, and the Pepperdine Waves, a team they split with. And if the Cougars are an at-large lock... Regardless of what happens in today's game, he gives us he a used the L word. all that. Yes, he did. Here is our conversation with Jeff Judkins. Coach, how do you calm your nerves when you arrive and yet are still a few days away from playing your first game? Because I saw you on Saturday and I wondered, what's going through his mind right now as you got ready to watch Pepperdine, uh, who eventually won that game, and now you match up with him today? Well, we came Friday because we needed to watch Pepperdine. And um, I wanted my team to get in the gym since we couldn't practice in here because of of all the games and everything. We we felt like it, we need to come and let them kind of fill the atmosphere a little bit and uh, just kind of get ready for the tournament. The, the hard part when you don't play until later um, in the tournament, you don't get the feeling of everything. And so uh, in the past, through experience of being a coach, I know that my team responds better to that now do i know it's going to work today i don't know that but i know it's my that's my best chance for my team so i think we're ready to play it's been a long week um we're used to playing games and we've kind of gone a long time but you know we, we kind of did it in preseason and if you notice we kind of went a couple during december we went a couple like week i did that for a reason i did it for this tournament mm. How are you feeling about your group? You said you feel like you're ready, but uh, it's been a minute since you played. You've earned the two seed. You've earned waiting t- until this point. 
How are you feeling about well, your team? Well, I know, I know. Right now, we worked hard for conference to get to this point to give us the best chance to win. Um, some ways you look at it and you say, "God, you're kind of everybody else has got to play here. You got a game out. Now we got to play." But we're hoping in the long run that fresh legs and being able to prepare for a week. And we've we focused on Pepperdine. That's the team we focused on mostly during the week because we felt they had the highest chance of winning. Um, hopefully that will pay off for us to really be out this long. If you had to pinpoint some keys to beating Pepperdine today after you scouted them, what are they? Well, number one is we've got to, we've got to do a decent job on Robinson. I mean, she's going to get her 20 no matter what. West Coast Conference Player yeah, of the Year. Yeah, we just have to do a, a good job of not letting her get 30, you know, let her get her points. Um, their point guard is very, very good. She's, she's the one that's made their team – the first year they were good, but they're a lot better now because of her her play. We have to do a good job on her and not let her penetrate. When we lost to Pepperdine, we put them to the foul line way too much. Um, we really didn't take care of the mismatches that we had. Um, we've got to do a good job in transition. Um, you know, they they bring it up in so many different ways. Every every except for their five, they'll get the rebound and just start dribbling it up, and you have to match up with that. Um, and we just got to do a good job of under, they're going to pressure us, especially our guards, and we have to do a good job of getting the ball where we want to, be able to execute it, um, and and you know, it comes down to you got to hit shots. I mean, it's like we found out Saturday night with the men. If you don't hit shots. No matter how good a defense you are, you're going to get down because the other teams might be doing that. Uncle Drew said it. This game was and always will be about buckets. Yes. And and you've got some players that uh, get buckets. Brenna Chase and Shaylee Gonzalez, Paisley Johnson. You put Caitlin Aldridge into the starting lineup. Uh, this is a formidable backcourt as well that you have today. Well, I think that's our advantage. Our advantage is our backcourt, I really believe, is the best in the league. Um, two of them made the first team and the other one made second. Um, we have to take advantage of that. When we beat him in Provo, those three scored 20 or more points, if people remember. So that's the game plan then, 20-plus from all. <laughs> if they do that, we'll, we'll win this game. There's no question. But, but you know, I think uh, Sarah has come on and played really well for us, and she's been enforced defensively. You know, in, in Pepperdine, she played nine minutes. She got in foul trouble. Um, we got to do a good job of not letting her get in foul trouble. Do you feel like you have to win today to feel comfortable about getting an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament if you don't win this WCC tournament? I think, I think yes. I think we have to win this game. I think we have to win this game uh, so that we get enough good, I guess, I say it, good, good enough on your resume to to have a chance for that. I think if we lose and if Gonzaga end up winning it, we'd have a good chance, but I'm telling you right now, these four teams that are in the are in the semifinals are the four teams that have played the best all year, and there's a reason why we're all here, you know. And um, anybody can beat anybody any given night. We've proven that, and so we just got to take care of business, get this game, get this win, and then worry about the next game. Is this the type of team that needs you to light a fire under them, or do they know what's at stake tonight in terms of uh, at large and everything? Well, they they know it. Because they they get on social media and see all that stuff. Back in the olden days, you could hide it. You can't hide it anymore. Um, they know it. Um, but they've always seemed to really relish 
the tough games and and those big games they played. We played really well against Utah when we played them. Played good against TCU. Played good against Gonzaga. Played good against St. Mary's. So the big games, they've really the only game I think we didn't play as well as we probably should have. Probably was Pepperdine at Pepperdine. I mean, we knew they were playing well, and we kind of came out and didn't play the game that we need to play. Jeff Judkins with us, NBA veteran, BYU women's basketball coach. What's on the agenda for practice today as you prepare for this game? Well, we're, we're going through our normal shoot-around, which we do on the road. We go an hour, we do shooting, we walk through their stuff, make sure we're, we know where everybody's supposed to be and um, talk. And at the end, I give them you know, the old let's go thing, and hopefully they'll be ready to go here, and I, which I think they will. I, I, they've been talking about it the last, the last two days for sure. We're ready to go. They're, they're sick of sitting around. They want to play. What kind of urgency do you sense with this group? Because this is your first game, um, yet you want to come out firing. So, so how do you make sure that happens, other than good coaching? If, if, <laughs> if, we, could, if we could do that and we can make our team come out and play like that, then, hey, I, I should bottle up and sell it. It's, you, don't, you don't know that. It's the scariest part as a coach. Is All you can do is prepare them, both physically and mentally, and hopefully that they come out and with their instincts and what they've learned over the year and all the things that you've worked with them that all, that all comes together, and you don't know that. Sometimes it comes together, and your team is totally awesome. And other times, it's like they're lost, and that's what happens. What do you trust more right now, your team or your horses? My team. More my than team. your horses. Yeah, well, my horses are all beat up right now in the cold weather. I, yeah, I jump on They're going to knock me off. These guys, I know they're going to come out ready to play. <laughs> Coach, you brought up the BYU men's team. With your team watching what happened on Saturday night, how does that impact how they prepare? In a weird way, does that almost like reset them and, and make them focus even more? Yeah, a lot of them came to the game. And they just said, hey, it's just like it just went totally out of control. And I think they looked at it and said, hey, we got to come ready to play to the tip. We can't think, oh, we can hang in there for a minute and do it. So um, I think it was for them, it was a positive thing for them to see that, hey, teams want to win this tournament. You got to come ready to play as a team and uh, don't get discouraged. You miss your first shot. Just keep, keep, keep doing the game plan. Do what you need to do. Our lot, a lot's at stake tonight, uh, so let's give yeah. you in today. Let's yeah, give you the BYU Sports Station karma. Uh, we good luck. It. Have a great practice. Thank you. And uh, good luck today, 5 Eastern on uh, BYU TV. All right, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Got, thanks, Coach. Jeff Judkins on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars practicing behind us right now. Yeah. That game's set for approximately 5.15-ish, 5.20-ish yeah. Eastern it's, it's time. It's 30 minutes after the first game, which starts at... 3 Eastern. Just watch BYU TV from well, we assume, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on. We assume you're watching it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or listening on BYU Radio, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, during that interview, uh, coming up, John Templeton. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't tell Buckets, him yet. Don't tell him yet. Is BYU in or not? The NIT. Huh? Would we be excited if they were out? Huh? Formerly of up. NYC Buckets. Now he's writing for SB Nation's Mid-Major Madness. Yeah. Plus, Kristen Kozlowski will join us to discuss the semifinal. Was there a silver lining in the and one picks after that carnage on Saturday night? Who cares? I don't. And. BYU Sports Nation right now. 
with Kiki Solano's your place for Cougar Sports with a social media twist. In the latest episode from Vegas, the WCC special, yo. Men's basketball out of the tourney. It's time to cope with the loss. Watch it on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and IGTV. Ah, yes. Welcome back to the show. Live from the Studio V at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll be here tomorrow, by the way. And then we'll uh, head back. Okay. After that. It's whether we go back right after the show Tuesday or later. It depends on whether they win. Win. The Come, on. Yeah. Come on. Win. Go win. Mighty Cougars. Let's go. I want another day of per diem. <laughs> You're worth the $61. <laughs> we now present today's BYUSN headlines again. BYU men's basketball loses to San Diego in the WCC tournament quarterfinals on Saturday night, 80-57. to Could have been worse. A lot worse. For real. Yoli Childs led the team in scoring with 14 points. TJ Haas had a 10, but was just 2 for 12 from the field. Connor Harding scored 12 off the bench. What's next for BYU men's basketball? Head coach Dave Rose isn't sure about the team's postseason possibilities. Obviously, we need to talk to our administration and see what, what they feel. We've never had that conversation because we've always felt like, uh, you know, we compete for one of those two postseason tournaments, but we'll see. They've yes, never had the will. conversation because it's not awesome. Yes, we will. Like, why would they have the conversation? Okay, let's update the people on the NIT projections. John Templin. This is not something I like doing, but let's do it. John Templin, our uh, former NYC <laughs> Buckets guy who is now a writer for our SB guy? Nations. Wow. SB Nations Mid-Major Madness yeah. has BYU in the field of the NIT as a six seed on the bubble of the NIT. Now, I haven't seen BYU anywhere else. Yeah, but they're not in any others. They, I think the metrics are such that BYU's probably not in. They're probably not in. How so much we'll does a following and a worldwide fan base and selling tickets matter in this selection? Is it the most deserving teams or is it not? Yeah. Yeah, I, it, I, I don't know if it is. think to be a better team that doesn't get in, right? Second-seeded yes. women's hoops faces three-seed Pepperdine today at 5 Eastern or so on BYU TV in the app. The two split during the regular season. Saturday, the Waves beat six seed Pacific by three to advance to the semifinals. That's on BYU TV in the app. They are doing their shoot around behind us on the court right now. BYU men's track and field tied for 13th at the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships. The women's team plays 14th, marks the best finish for the men since 2011 and the best finish for the women since 2012. High jumper Andrea Stapleton-Johnson placed 8th overall. She's a first-team All-American. Distance runner Clayton Young, also a first-team All-American. He finished 6th in the 3,000 meters. And the women's distance medley relay team finished 2nd overall. They set a new school record in doing so. BYU baseball swept the Milwaukee Brewers, actually the Panthers, in a three-game series with a win Thursday. 14-6 victory in five innings, 5-3 dub on Saturday. The Cougars 11-3, their second-best record since 1970. Through 14. All right, Jerem. Um, we have to do this because of Yeah, we have 22 more minutes to show, so we have a lot to do. Obligatory, uh, I guess, <laughs> requirement. Of our and one pick. So let's recap and one. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. Going into Saturday night and the BYU San Diego men's game in the quarterfinals here at the Orleans Arena. Jeremy and I were deadlocked 22 points apiece in our and one picks. And Ainsworth, he was here. Yes, he was. Yeah. Did anybody break the tie on Saturday night? Find out. My two pointer, Yoli Childs and TJ Haas, will combine for 40 plus points. <laughs> A little off on that. They scored 24 combined. Mm-hmm. And my and one pick that doesn't matter. Give me some of that. BYU, and one. 
BYU will make seven or fewer threes. Swiss! They set a West Coast Conference <laughs> tournament record by making one out of 17. That's 5.9%. Uh, Back to you, Spencer. So, so rough. That's I could go one for 17 left-handed. My two-pointer. BYU will win by three points or more. They'll cover, Jerem. Uh, I think San Diego covered. I am speechless. Yeah, we uh, yeah we uh, whiffed on those ones. Uh, luckily, we're not paid per and one correct pick. Otherwise, we would be on welfare. So you got your and one right, but it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. What about my and one? And one! BYU will have three players score in double figures, Jerem. Swiss! Amazingly, that happened. Well, it's not amazing. It was the game was over and Connor Harding was going. Oh, against I, the, no! Listen, I was like, "There's guys. no way." I, I didn't even look. I was like, "Yeah, there's no way that happened." It happened, but it doesn't matter. Mick World, it could happen. Doesn't count. Okay, we are going to break the tie because we're not sure if the men are going to play again. Uh, we're going to break the tie by picking this game. Okay. BYU and Pepperdine. Okay. 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 okay, okay, okay. BYU and Pepperdine women. Here we go. Two pointer. Yasmin Robinson Baker won't score twenty. She averaged twenty a game. Number one in WCC play. She will not score 20 today. And my and one. And one. Sarah Hampson will block three plus shots. She blocked five in Provo, two in Malibu. She averages 2.87. She's going to go three plus block shots today. Okay. My two-pointer. And we're going head-to-head on this so that somebody can win. Somebody's got to win. My two-pointer. Yasmin Robinson-Baycote will score 20 plus against BYU. Okay. The West Coast Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Year. And Juddy said, she's going to get her 20. We can't let her get 30. I made that pick before I heard Juddy say, she's going to get her 20. <laughs> which I thought, wait, you're going to let her get 20? What? Well, and, and maybe they have a huge she's defensive She's going to finish effort. with 19, I'm calling it. Yeah, she's going to have 19 great. points. She's going to go to the foul line. She's going to miss a late free throw. If, if she finishes with under 20, there's zero chance that Pepperdine wins this game. Well, zero chance. Well, she had sub-20 when they won. She had 17. How about that? Still, I don't think. How about them apples? And one. And one. BYU will make seven plus three-pointers as a team. We saw the men make one as a team. Yeah. And this is the first game that the women have played on this court. So I was a, I was a little hesitant to do this, but I think that they will have enough well, shooting let, from outside. Let's watch them shoot threes, and then we'll gauge whether we think they'll oh, make boy. seven. Okay? It's not, let's it's not going well. Okay, there's one. There's two. Chase, yeah. There, nope. Nope. Yeah. Okay, there's uh, three. Couple, yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's not, not, not going not, well. No, they're not making seven. Nope. <laughs> Coming up, what does BYU do better than Pepperdine in women's hoops? BYU TV analyst Kristen Kozlowski, former player, played in conference oh, tournaments. Oh, she's still a player. Mm-hmm. She can still ball. She's got a game. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today, we've got the two semifinals on the women's side. We'll broadcast those starting at 3 Eastern. Top seed Gonzaga. Four-seed St. Mary's, followed by two-seed BYU, three-seed Pepperdine. The top four teams made it to the semis. We've got it coming up at 3 Eastern time on BYU TV and the app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from the Orleans Arena with our question of the day. Did BYU men's basketball play their final game of the day and why? Tell us what you think, hashtag BYUSN. Kristen Kozlowski is joining us for BYU TV and our coverage of the West Coast Conference Tournament today, our Monday doubleheader in the semifinals. Okay. On the set. Welcome to the set. Hello. This is our once-a-year conversation. I know. Perhaps we'll talk tomorrow. Who knows? Hey, <laughs> you, you did something really nice. So this is the type of person that Kristen is. 
took your mom to see Celine Dion. I did. Oh, that's awesome. I did. It was a surprise. How yes. was it? It was great. It was really good. And I've seen her before. This is probably my fifth time. Whoa. Going. What? She's my favorite. And it's, and fifth it's in awesome. Vegas? Yeah. Wow. Can we go one time? I'm, ser- I'm serious. <laughs> she's, worth, she's worth the money. Well, she's only oh, performing yeah, yeah. through June. Like, it's over. I know, as she's June. done. As so SNL thought... said one time, she's the greatest singer in the world. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you're, you're a nice person. It was good. It was That's worth awesome. it. That's yeah. awesome. I hope Mama he went, enjoyed it. He went yeah. to Backstreet Boys here a few weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't compare <laughs> I would have loved to have gone to either. response. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would have gone to both. Really? None of us have seen Donnie and Marie here, I don't think, right? I have. Oh, you have? Okay, yeah, good. Whole, Way to yeah. rep. When when we, let's see, when I was re- doing radio for the BYU women's team, we came down and took the whole team. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's Every a thing. after. You got to support the Osmonds, right? It's yeah. like a thing. Backstreet's right back. Look at this, BYU. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get in on the Backstreet okay. Boys. I'll go th- okay. next, so year. Back next year. Again. Okay. Next year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All oh, right. Great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah. It's good to see you. Kristen, if you had to uh, pinpoint some keys to victory today for BYU against Pepperdine, a team that the Cougars split with in the regular season, what what is it that they have to do today? Well, we know that the guards are going to come out strong. That's just what they've done all season. They've been consistent, those three, that trio. So I think the key is going to be the post play. It's got to come down to what Hampson, what Moody, what some of those posts coming in can do. And it's not necessarily the offense because we know we're going to get offense from the trio of guards. But they have to push Pepperdine out with their defense. So they got to force them to play outside, take outside shots. And especially on help side rotation, they have to be there. Who guards Robinson Baycoat? She's kind of a mismatch. Caitlin Aldridge will start on her. So Aldridge, who has been playing that four position, sometimes three, I mean, she's kind of that utility kid right now for them, and she's been outstanding because it allows Judkins to play small ball if he has to with Hampson, but also if he has to go big, then he'll bring Moody in and he can put a bigger body on her. Where does BYU have the distinct advantage in this matchup against Pepperdine? Their guards, for sure. I think that they don't have enough to try to contest what they can do on the offensive end. So if you go through Gonzalez, who can put it on the floor, who can shoot it from the outside, they can't contest her with just one defender. They have to draw extra help in there. And can they rotate in the right way? Because then you give up a shot from Brennan Chase, or then you give up a shot from Paisley Johnson, who's playing so well. Double figures last 16 games. So they're on point right now for BYU. And when they had that three-game slump, those three guards were the ones that struggled. In the loss to Pepperdine, they combined for 23 points. Ew. They average a combined 43 points on the season. And so that was the difference maker in that loss in Malibu. Are you tired? You, call, you guys called six games right. together Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Seven and eight today. Seven yeah. and eight today. Are you tired? No. No? She feels great. Now, so if you change good? the question, are you tired of Spencer? Are you tired of anything? That may change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see today. Okay, let's let's give a serious question, though. What Celine Dion song defines BYU oh women's basketball gosh. team right now? What defines... Like, what's a song that would oh, kind of hard. encapsulate? You're putting, on, you're putting me on the spot here. We pay you to do the, this. Oh, man. I do I she, have to she's pick? saying a lot of hers, but she's saying some Prince songs. She's saying, oh. like, it was oh, that's Purple nice. Rain. Purple Rain was one of my favorites that she sang actually on Saturday. But I don't know. That's a hard one. She has too many. Okay, well, my heart will go on. My heart will go on. My heart will go on. Heart will go on. Because they're in an at-large position go- yeah, right exactly. now. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so their game will go on. Okay, I like it. A new day has come. Is a, That's a good one. A potential. Thank goodness for Google. She did sing that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what, the power of love? The power of love. Yeah. To, to love you more, think twice. Okay, maybe the Cougars need to think twice about this game. I don't know. It, it, we discussed this with Juddy. Um, he, he said that the the men's game kind of opened their eyes to, hey, we got to be ready. 
Do you think that has an impact oh, on the, sure. the women's team? And all four of these teams that are left for the women's side understand that. If, if you don't show up, you're out. And, and it starts from the get-go. BYU has to have a strong start. When they're up at the half, they're 17-1. and one. They have to start well in that first half. It matters so much. It does. We asked Jeff Judkins uh, uh, his opinion on BYU's NCAA tournament status before the game today. And I'm interested to get your take. Is BYU in the field regardless of what happens against Pepperdine today? You, you don't want to put it into question. So I know, I know that we analyze that and we go over that, but they, I think they truly have to make it to tomorrow to really be more comfortable. Mm. Their RPI is 35 today, and so I think that, you know, there's, it's a good RPI, but they have some kind of head-scratching losses. I think they've won some big games. Obviously, in Spokane, that was a huge game for them. Had they not won that game, they're not in unless they win the championship. So they've done a good job kind of finishing out the regular season and done – what they needed to to recover from those losses, but I think they do have to be in tomorrow. Do you see Gonzaga beating St. Mary's today? That is a tough one for me because if Sidney Raggio and Megan McKay can play well, which they didn't in the two matchups against Gonzaga this year, it was either one played well and the other didn't, but if those two players come, I think it's a closer game. Yeah, I think we're going to have a couple good games today. I think it's going to be really fun to watch these semifinals. Yeah. Now, Kristen, I know that you're a little bit tired of me, and you've, you've called a lot of basketball with me, and here you are yet again. Yeah, I guess I'll do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to remind you that before me, it was, was, it was Jerem. It was hey, Jerem. Hey, so here's the thing. High five. Here's the thing. Last week I saw Jeff Torrio come on, and he dug up a picture of you yeah, yeah. nine years ago. Oh, I think you have, it was. Do you have one? Okay. Do you have one? So I did a little more digging, and I <laughs> found one ten years ago oh, that snap. you and I did. In- in Provo or here? Yeah, yes. look at that. There it is. Man. <laughs> One of many yeah. games that we yeah. did. Well, it was a it was a packed house that day. Kristen, you look great. Yeah. Thank you, you look fantastic. And then there's me. <laughs> you, you look fine. You just look like you're fifteen. Ten years, years old. Ten years ago, so I was a student calling the games. Yes. Yeah. When we first started, yeah. That experiment went so well they you're stopped welcome. doing it after you're that. You're welcome. <laughs> Everybody out there, you're welcome. Yeah, classes in session. Nice exactly. Find. Okay. Nice find. Thanks, Kristen. Uh we'll see at three. Our heart will for the go first on. game. Yes. Yeah. Let's okay. hold on to that today. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Never let go. Oh, fair enough. Never let go. Coming up, BYU was cold from three this weekend, but Jimmer wasn't. Jimmer rarely is. And Cougars earning All-American status. That's some good news. Whip is next. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Shout out to today's guest, Jeff Judkins and Kristen Kozlowski. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. We have no time for Dennis Pitta for the norm, so let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. San Diego beat BYU 80-57 in the quarterfinals of the Gonzaga Invitational Saturday night. This is BYU's second first game loss in the tournament in eight years in West Coast Conference. Women's basketball. Second-seeded BYU faces three-seed Pepperdine today at 5 Eastern approximate on BYU TV and the app. You can watch today's game on BYU TV and the app. Track and field. At Nationals in Birmingham, Alabama, the men's team tied for 13th, best finish since 2011, and the women's team plays 14th, its best finish since 2012. Baseball. Swept Milwaukee in a three-game series with a win Thursday, then a 14-6 victory in five innings, and a 5-3 W on Saturday. Cougars 11-3 overall, second best record through 14 games at Brigham Young since 1970. Football. 
Spring practice number five is today. Tune in to BYU TV Sports' Facebook page around 745 Eastern for post-practice interviews. Which reminds me, how many days until Utah? Uh, Countdown to the youths. 171, that's how many. By the way, baseball just added a game tomorrow against Niagara. All right. At noon local time. Cool. I hope Random. Niagara Falls tomorrow. Okay. It's BYU. <laughs> <laughs> Softball. <laughs> so bad. Los Cougars uh, went one and two over the weekend. They went three and two in the UCLA Long Beach State Invitational in all. Cougars beat Ohio 3 2 Friday, then lost to Boston 7 6. And then number two, UCLA 8 2 on Saturday. Volleyball. Number 10, BYU beat UC Irvine three sets to one on Friday, but lost to the Anteaters in four sets on Saturday. BYU's first home loss of the season. The Cougars take on UCLA at the Smithfield House at 9 p.m. Yeah. on BYU TV. Thursday. Thursday night. Tennis. Number 22, men's team beat Boise State 4-0 Saturday. The Cougars' ninth win in a row and seventh sweep this season. Women's tennis beat Utah State 6-1 on Friday. The women undefeated at home this year. BYU will open up WCC play also at home this Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern against Portland. Swimming and diving. Dive team begins competition against the 32-team field in the NCAA Zone E Diving Championships at the Douglas J. Wall Aquatic Center. Golf. BYU led by Peter Quest for perfection. Heading to the San Francisco Bay Area for the Olympic Club Intercollegiate beginning today. BYU men's golf currently tied for ninth at that intercollegiate. Cougars, led by Rhett Rasmussen, who is even par through two holes. And the women's team uh, is in St. George today. They host the Entrada Classic. Jimmer scored 38 points against the Monkey Kings. Jerem. Nice. <laughs> Today's rise and shout-outs. I'm giving to BYU Women's Gymnastics. Best score in 15 years with a 197. Awesome. Mine goes to Andrea Stapleton-Johnson, eighth place in the high jump. Great photo of her yelling. Rah! Nice job. Check out the show, BYUSN.com. Whenever you want it, you can always download the podcast. Lots of basketball today. BYU back on the court. The women's team trying to solidify their spot in the NCAA tournament. You can watch that. Go at Cougs. Three. So, Jerem, you look fantastic, man. Ten years later. <laughs>